You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to mourn the passing of someone that was <laughs> gone, oh. taken from us far too soon. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know who you're talking about, Tom. I am, of course, talking about uh, <laughs> Rishi Sundar's magnificent flowing locks. I know. They were cruelly wrested away from us before yes. we could have a chance to really take them in. Made rest in peace. But... It will forever live on in our hearts as the most gorgeous hair we've ever seen on uh, British television. It's very high praise, you know, coming from University Challenge. I'm sorry, the emotions are running deep, you know. It, it, it was truly a shocking experience to I know, I know. have it you're, taken you're traumatized. from us. I think you're traumatised. You, will you be able to record today? I don't know if I'll go. All right, you can, you can manage, I think. <laughs> Suck it in, man. You can take it. But, I mean, as a... As a fellow uh, long-haired gentleman, I was uh, quite taken <laughs> aback. Uh, but, you know, it's... it's uh, hey, you, you know, know, maybe he wanted a fresh start. And hey, I've A new identity. That. You know, you never know. I have also had dressic haircuts in the past, so yeah. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. It is also an absolute, you know, beast of a thing to maintain. It is. Anyway, enough about that. Let's start talking about this last of the first of the quarterfinal matches. The whatevers. Um, so we have Edinburgh versus Trinity Cambridge. Now, this is one that was horrible. Hotly anticipated because yes. these were two really powerful teams in the Among first the two. Highest scoring, yes. So Manchester were the highest scorers of the first round, mm-hmm. but most notably they were trailing in their second round match for quite yes. a while against Bristol and snatched victory from the jaws of defeat yeah. in a very dramatic final, which was really quite fun to watch. It was amazing. Trinity absolutely thrashed the two teams that they faced against. Indeed. And we especially noticed how uh, Kim had this wonderful smile as he was truly just... Wonderful, yes, unassuming, competition. disarming smile as he came in with multiple correct uh, starter questions. And so we thought this was going to be the Battle of the Titans where mm. it was going to be point after point after point. Yeah. True back and forth. And, well, there was point after point after point, but... Um, it went uh, <laughs> just to one side, I guess. I mean, at the 11th minute, I was watching this going... Um, What's going on? Yeah, so I think, uh, well, Trinity obviously got a later start. Um, <laughs> That's a few probably the gentlest way we could put it. And I think that could have shaken their confidence a little bit. Um, I think when you're up against a team that already in the first five to ten minutes have been getting all their starters correct, many of their bonuses correct, and you barely kind of crack the scoreboard, um, then I'm sure that can really affect people. I guess. Well, the thing is... Even before they got any points, it's not like they had any incorrect interruptions or anything. It's not like they were in a negative. They just weren't able to get to the buzzer. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to talk a fair bit more about um, Edinburgh, mainly because we just saw more of them performing. Yeah. But before we do, we do have to point out that when Trinity did get a chance to buzz oh, in, yeah. they were very, very good, very strong, very, very fast. Uh, definitely very, very stable. Yeah. Um, I think they, in terms of bonuses, got so many of those correct. Absolutely. And if only they had more starter questions, then it could have gone uh, much more evenly. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Yeah, it's just unfortunately that they started to hit their stride a little bit in the second half, yeah. but it just was not quite enough. Yeah. But... You know, I think that they still have a chance to make it through. I um, think so. They have you know, to win uh, the next two. Which is a tall order, but I do think that they have what it takes. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the Manchester... Sorry, the Edinburgh performance. 
I keep saying that because uh, yes. uh, Sunna is from uh, Manchester <laughs> and I'm trying to make myself believe that's actually a Manchester team playing. That's a, a common a common mistake. Yes, a common one that I make because, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I am Indeed. who I am. So But about the Edinburgh team. Now, it's not just that they were very consistent with their starters, with their bonuses, that, uh, you know, we have a very effective captain who's very, you know, willing and able to just kind of cut stuff short if they were yeah, taking too long yeah. saying if we don't know i'm going to guess or let's just yeah, pass yeah, we don't, no, we don't want to true. waste any time it's also the fact that they looked so comfortable yeah i think that, that uh that increased a little bit more as the match went on but even from the beginning it yeah. felt like they had come in without having a point to prove they came okay. in i think that they came in to, to have, have fun. fun yeah and it might have been because they knew they were against tough competition so they were thinking instead of focusing on strategy. strategy let's just go in and do the best we can yeah. and you know whatever happened worked it worked really well yeah and especially in the second half when we had thomas leaning back in his chair yeah, I know. and you had karanatne just kind of you know being so animated and giggling along yeah yeah and it felt like watching a pub quiz trivia team i know right Only there were no drinks flowing. At least, you know, now that we could see it. I have no idea what happens in the green room before recording. And then with the, with the final score of almost above 200, it's scary. Yeah, it was, I think, the most terrifying performance in a good way. Because this is a team who are so comfortable. Yeah. They come into probably their stiffest competition outside of uh, Reading and mm -hmm. maybe Imperial. Yeah. And laughing. Yeah, <laughs> laughing the way through the match. I know, right? It's supposed to get tougher. The mad, the, the 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 scores are not meant to be this high at this stage. But yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, people should not be enjoying themselves in the quarterfinals <laughs> university challenge. I know. It needs to be blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> How dare you make it look easy? <laughs> well, you know, um, they still have another match to win in order to qualify for the semis. Of course, I mean it could so... all go horrifically wrong the second time they play, but. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I think they, they hit a good stride. So we'll see. I think uh, there's so many other strong teams. I'll be very excited to see the next time uh, Edinburgh plays. Absolutely. But yeah, before we start talking about questions, just very quickly, they're all fantastic, very evenly spread team. And yeah. we'll see in the stats yeah. that this truly oh, is a really well-rounded team. Both both of them. In Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the questions. And we have to get this out of the way. It was magnificent that we had... Not just a video game question again, but specifically about the deities of the Elder Scrolls series. I know. So having played the Elder Scrolls myself, um, that was really exciting to uh, hear all those questions. It was fantastic. And it was, you know, the one where it is actually rewarding not just playing the game, but, you know, taking a Discovering time, every corner of Reading the, map. the books that you find. Yeah. I mean, not the obvious <laughs> Who does one. that? Well, I mean... You know, my favorite one is in Skyrim where you come into this uh, bandit hideout in a mine where there's a blind uh, bandit leader yeah. and you find his journal and it's all empty. Yeah. Because he's blind, he can't read. <laughs> very funny, very funny. Yeah. And then, of course, everyone's favorite, favorite the Lusty Argonian Maid, which has become such a dominant meme on yeah. Reddit. Yeah, and then there's uh, the deity Talos, which, you know, if you've played the first 10 minutes, you, you would have seen that man yelling, shouting at, in public to, to Talos. Well, yeah, because technically he's uh, not allowed to be worshipped anymore. Exactly. Exactly. setting of Skyrim but then yeah, also exactly. you know uh, Sanguine one of the uh, Daedric princes yes who I'm not sure is that um, uh, common in the series at least I don't remember seeing him uh, very much not, not super common I think yeah and of course you know the main man Mahunis Dagon yeah you know the great uh, bringer of uh, terror and destruction that's right 
Well, you haven't played Oblivion, so maybe nah, these things I've mean a bit less to you. I've only played The Elder Scrolls. But anyway, that was a good question. That was fun. Yeah, of course. Rekka did super well on that, by the oh, way. Well, he's, Shout out. he's very clearly a man who's played a lot of these titles. Very cultured man. Absolutely. Um, I also like the one about uh, vexillology. Okay. Yeah, but flex. Uh, yes, which was a slightly different one because green it was field. Um, yeah, yeah, specifically about green uh, elements and flags. Yeah. But it was more than just you know which uh, country is this or which uh, principality is this. It was you know the Italian region and then the flag for Esperanto. Yeah. Which is you know fantastic. Which is kind of the common European language or the one that they tried to make a. Common I mean, they tried European to make language. one that was not English that everyone had to learn, but. I don't know no, anyone who speaks on. it. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's, it's just because it's kind of like a really weird half mix. French, half Spanish mix. Yeah, which, exactly. I don't know, but you know, I applaud the European Union for trying. I think I guess. so, yeah. Other than that, um, of course, we had uh, the word puzzle one, mm-hmm. which this one was uh, SPH as uh, the starter. Oh, yeah, so Sphinx and uh, strange and, terms uh, like that. Sphoroid or whatever. Sphenoid or sphenoid, just uncommon yeah. words with these, yeah. Yes, and uh, it was just. Great fun to hear uh, the yeah. team just go. I think uh, that's a good strategy. I would have done that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be the team who take the microphones after that. Yeah, they need to be thoroughly clean for a while. I think. Yeah. Well, I quite liked one of the questions on uh, highest island peaks. That so, was a very good picture, man. Yeah. Yeah. So not only did you have to identify the island, but then also um, the highest peak on that island, which is like a merging of several different disciplines and fields. You have to wonder, do you think that uh, Max from Imperial would have been able to get this oh, round? I think so. I feel like he I would mean, have. If it had just been the uh, islands, then he would have got it down that. But, yeah. you know, this is getting very specific now because you need to know more than just, oh, that's the country. You need to know very key, important. Well, it's like, yeah. I didn't know that the highest peak in uh, Hawaii was uh, that one. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and of course, uh, the one I, which I thought was quite interesting, even though I had no hope of answering any, was the anthropology question. Because okay. it was about, you know, Southeast Asia, specifically uh, the, the yeah. Austronesian uh, language group. So that yeah. stuff like... You know, Bahasa, but then also the Polynesian languages. Yeah, and then... so the most commonly spoken languages on those in, in the islands there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also kind of European and was it uh, Middle Eastern or Arabic? Well, Arabic was the answer to that. So yeah. North African, European kind of language. Kind of. I, I mean, you know, language groups, once you start getting really big, they start, you know, encompassing whole swathes yeah. of languages, which you wouldn't think have any connections, but... You know, I, we say uh, Eurasic for certain yeah. language groups, which includes Hindi and then Eastern European languages. Oh, yeah, which, yeah. North India is considered part of that. Yeah, once you start connecting that high up uh, the pyramid, you know, you have no idea where it ends. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I also quite liked um, the pop music round. It was really fun because, I mean, well, it, was, it wasn't technically pop music round, it's about pop music. I mean, it is popular music and it was music that was actually popular rather yeah. than... I don't know what they normally try and get away with. And it was a combination between that and physics, uh, which I thought was really fun. Oh, that other one, yes. Yeah, that's that that was was what really I was talking one, about. Yeah. So kind of um, terms, acronyms used in physics, like REM or EMF. and JLS, apparently. JLS, apparently. That, uh, so that was interesting because I never really thought that REM was based on that particular thing. I thought it was rapid eye movement or something, but you know... Uh. We I learned. think the band maybe named it after Rapid Eye Movement, yeah. but it's also a term in physics, I guess. Yeah, it is, it is. But then speaking about the music round, which is what I thought you were talking about, uh-huh. that was great because, you know, uh, it's cool to hear Kraftwerk uh, yeah, being a starter. true. And then, you know, the Gary Newman song, uh, you know, Cars, which is 
a wonderful uh, song. Yeah. Although I have to say, <laughs> um, we had a slight uh, crisis moment when the Trinity team didn't no recognize idea. Daft Punk. I know. I was thinking, well, Daft Punk's famous, aren't they? I mean, they've been around. And then you you told me that the last album they released was back in 2013. Yeah, which is now nine these, years ago. And many of these uh, contestants would have been watching 12 <laughs> at that which, time. I mean, 12-year-olds do listen to popular music, but <laughs> I mean... That was something that really made me go, oh, God. It's a bit of perspective right there. And, you know, the song that they play, Technologic, has been around for... It's one of their older songs, I isn't know, it? yeah. I think it was from the time around when I was a small child. Only 12-year-old, yeah. So they would have never heard that song unless mm. they happened to come across an internet meme, maybe. Well, I mean, considering how many of these University Challenge players know songs from the 60s and 70s, I would have thought Daft Punk would have yeah. been there. Oh, you know what it is? Easy. It might be because it was sampled by Kanye West for his uh, song Could be. Um, Power. I think so. So maybe that's... that's Stronger, maybe? Stronger, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Anyway, fun fact. R.E.M. actually is named after Rapid Eye Movement. Well, there you go. There you go. The more you know. The more you know. Um, Okay, I think we've talked a lot about uh, many questions without uh, much consistency. But I do want to mention (laughs) two more because I thought they were fun. The first one was about fish. Yes. Mainly because I love it whenever there's a uh, bonus set that Edinburgh are not super sure about because they always look a little bit like, ooh. And the way they kind of guess Eddie. they kind of just giggle and it's a like, lot of fun you know it's like uh, name a small uh, mammal ferret mole mole fish like <laughs> mole have fish. you heard of mole fish <laughs> I mean even Paxman was a bit like what <laughs> like, you do know dogfish are quite common true, sharks right true catfish well no, that's a completely different uh, animal group but <laughs> Yeah, and then also wild goats, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because we got to hear, uh, they forget the word for spiral, as I was saying, twirly, twirly. Twirly, you know, the one twirly, the twirly. twirly. spiral. <laughs> Brilliant. You could really tell they were having fun with that one. Yeah, um, before we move on to Stats Corner, I think we do have to mention probably the highlights of um, the episode, which is when uh, Thomas accidentally gave the answer didn't just <laughs> lose points but then gave, gave the answer, the answer. <laughs> well i don't know if he did that deliberately of course i feel he didn't like do he was just kind of um said said it out loud while the mic was still i on. mean he was kicking himself because you know as a scotsman he probably was very um upset with himself for getting it wrong yeah because remember in the first round there was a question about wales that uh, <laughs> i mentioned if uh, mr russell jones had got that wrong yeah he would have been absolutely beside yeah, himself yeah. i mean so, we all would if we get, get the question about our country wrong yeah i mean if i got a geography question about belgium wrong i would just kind of surrender my passport and you know you had one job hang my head in shame thomas you had one job yeah but it was just (laughs) kind of funny that because they didn't turn off the microphone in time yeah or maybe they just didn't expect him to just say the correct answer afterwards you know brecky picked up you know where thomas dropped it and it was fine hey you know he might have gotten it right even without it but it was quite funny yep so, um, yeah, actually, there were a lot of really fun questions uh, this time around. Yeah, I thought so. And I think it was because uh, Edinburgh were going through so quickly that we had <laughs> yeah, many we more bonus questions. listen to that many more, that's right. Yeah. This is a team, they're going to be the one to watch, I think. Yeah, I think they've got such a great rapport among themselves as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see how they ha- uh, handle affairs of, for example, Imperial or mm. Reading. Oh, I really look forward to that. Actually, I think they might 
they might have it over with uh, Reading. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah, see. we'll see. It's really, really getting impossible to guess. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we um, cursed Trinity actually by saying, <laughs> oh, they're the one to watch. They're, know. they're hey, dangerous. Hey, don't don't ever listen to our predictions. I mean, you know, know look no at what idea. happened to Paul Burke back last season. I know. Don't ever listen to what we say. Yeah. So anyway, moving into some stats corner brought to you by UC Stats. Thank you on once again. Twitter. So Trinity got a total of five out of 13 starter questions unfortunately uh edinburgh on the other hand 13 out of 22 starter questions so as many starter questions correct as trinity got overall that is yeah some impressive statistics but then when you look at the bonus questions trinity managed 10 out of 14 of their bonuses that's very respectable so 71 percent. so like you were saying earlier they did actually really solidly on the bonuses it's just where they slipped up was on the starters yeah um edinburgh on the other hand also not too bad they managed 24 out of 39 bonuses, so uh, just over 60% of the bonuses, which is actually, um, considering we've seen so many uh, bonus performances ranging around the 40s and 50s, yeah. to actually see teams crack 60-70% um, is refreshing and, um, yeah, super fun. Yeah, and, you know, we did say that uh, often uh, the teams that go on to get into the finals, they often aim consistently to be high 50s low 60s for yeah. the bonuses oh this is well well in that range yeah so now I feel like we need to go back to our predictions and just delete that episode because <laughs> that was a complete waste of time I know and uh, guess how many correct interruptions Edinburgh came in with uh, f- four ten oh my god ten correct interruptions four incorrect interruptions I mean <laughs> ten. no no wonder Trinity didn't get a word in Edgeways I for know. the first third of the competition. Yeah, but I mean, this is the the speed that we're looking for um, in semi-finals and in the finals. I mean, this is university challenge after all. Yeah, and oh my god, they have <laughs> they have what it takes. They have you know the buzzer speed. They have the conferral down. Yeah, they have a good bonus um, strategy yes. going. Yeah, hmm. they are a menace. They are a menace, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, also, I saw an interesting statistic uh, that they had well, some of the longest continuous runs of correct questions. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think 10 correct answers in a row. Close, yeah. Which is a very, very impressive statistic very without any interruptions or dropping any points. That's yeah. wow. Yeah, so I think the team that faces them next uh, has their work cut out for them. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine being any of the other teams and watching that performance going, oh uh, no? I know. <laughs> oh no. I don't know when the teams actually get to watch these performances, if it's just the same time as the rest of us, because they wouldn't have that context then when they play each other. I think uh, I, I think in the before times, back before the plague, uh, they <laughs> maybe got a chance to watch because Could be, uh, uh, often I think they'd all come down and it'd be one full day of filming. Uh-huh, and so they so, get to watch each other. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, because yeah. I remember this was a couple of seasons ago, back mm-hmm. before uh, COVID hits, that um, I think it was the um, university college team said that they were the last one filmed, so they weren't able to hang out afterwards. Uh-huh. They had to go beach straight home, and they'd lost, so I think they were a bit upset about that. Yeah, so if there's any contestants listening in, uh, please let us know. Do you get to watch the rest of the teams go um, on the same day that you are, or is it complete secret? So, yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Indeed. But um, what else we really want to know is who <laughs> won the best dress? Oh, yes. The real reason why we're all here today. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, we shouldn't It's even, unanimous, this one. Yeah. We shouldn't even do the countdown because <laughs> we know it was Innes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> you know, who... who how? <laughs> so, Innes 
yeah. did a fantastic job with a lovely blue off-shoulder dress mm. or top um, paired with her shiny red hair. I think definitely, definitely best dressed by a mile. And, you know, makeup on point. Mm. I mean, you know, University Couture was complaining that, you know, we didn't have any euphoria-esque... Uh, well, this is probably the closest we're going to get. I suppose so, yeah. She yeah. looked like she was ready to go to a black tie event afterwards. I know, she looked great. Yeah, she made, you know, the Edinburgh team, who by no means were slouches. <laughs> I thought that quite a couple of them were dressed quite nicely. Yeah. They looked like they'd walk out of their pyjamas. Just kind of rolled out, rolled out of their uh, computational physics classes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, that's true. Um, but, yeah. No I was shade, no shade. Absolutely no shade. But there can only be one winner on our I Got That One Best Dressed, and this time it goes to Ines. Congratulations. Yeah, and I, that's not even a special mention, because, I mean... <laughs> No one was to that level. It's harsh, Tom. Very harsh. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> when someone brings those kind of looks, you need to start stepping Step up, up your, your game. game, everyone. Yeah. You know? Well, I did quite like breakfast um, knitwear. I mean, of course. Yeah. That that goes without saying. Very uh, very northern European type. Indeed. I very... don't know why that came to mind, but well, he is Norwegian, so that's probably why it's uh, kind of <laughs> pestering your mind. I know. But no, it was fantastic, and this was such a fun episode, even though it was a bit one-sided. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't help but smile at just how easy uh, Edinburgh found it to just kind of storm yeah. ahead. And, mm. you know, it was Surprising kind of themselves even, I think. At oh, some yeah. Points, yeah. You know, especially in the second uh, half where Conratne was just kind of going, I don't know. Oh, I got it correct. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> that is so wholesome. I know. So wonderful. Yeah. So with that, thank you very much for listening to us uh, gush about uh, these teams. And make all kinds of incorrect predictions. But hey, that's what we're here for. Exactly. You know, if we were in the process of doing accurate predictions, do you think we'd be doing this podcast? <laughs> I know. Oh, we could make so much money predicting stuff. Yeah, I'm living off the grid. I mean, absolutely. Imagine. Absolutely. Well, there you go. So uh, we are not off the grid yet. So if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on our socials. Yes. So we are on Instagram and Twitter as I got that one. And you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Just thank you to everyone who has been sending us messages, questions. Um, it's, it's really nice to hear from you. So keep them coming. Absolutely. And thanks very much for all of the great fun we had on Twitter on uh, Monday evening. That was <laughs> a great right. deal of fun. Mm-hmm. So until next week, thank you very much once again. But it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.